Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode of Listen Now is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House, at the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March, and then back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March till the 19th of April. And you can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST via mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. There'll be a link in the show description. Use the discount code PODCAST. Us and let's have a bloody good time together. Now, on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the back catalogues of some of the most important and rockinest bands of all time, starting with Australian pub rock legends Cold Chisel. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. Welcome, Sam. Thanks, Matt, for that introduction. Hey, my pleasure. (laughs) And uh, it was so nice for me to be able to do that for you. (laughs) This week, Sam, we are joined by a very special guest. You might have noticed him over there in the corner. It's Evan Munro-Smith from Stupid Old Studios and the video game web series Gamey Gamey Game. Hey, Hey, Ev. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being had. It's so good to have you in here. Please get out of the corner. <laughs> Join us. Join us at the desk. I'm here. <laughs> ah, very good. So good to have you here in your own studio. Mm. Must feel almost like coming home. Uh, yeah. Does that make yeah. me the guest then? Yeah. Feel very comfortable. The guest here. at your home. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks so home. much for having us, Evan. Thanks <laughs> for being here, Sam. <laughs> did uh, Did you have much of a relationship with Cold Chisel growing up? No, not at all. So you're saying they weren't your favourite band as a kid? Uh, no. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> Did, do you remember? Were they them your at all? favorite band? No, they were. They weren't my favorite band um, until pretty recently. And they, <laughs> um, but they, they've always been, they've always been a favorite in the background, like a greatest yeah. hits favorite. Yeah. But only, only this year have I been doing the the deep dive and loving what I've found. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But did you do you remember them at all? I know of them. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time I've like listened to an album of theirs. Right. Yep. Um, and I knew one song. Which song was the one you knew? Uh, Guessing K San? No. Okay. You didn't know you don't know K San before? Not really. I know the name, wow. but I wouldn't what? recognize it. When I heard it, I was and like you grew up in Frankston, which is like sort of one of Melbourne's chisel heartlands, I would have thought. Yeah, right. I don't I've made that up entirely, but it feels yeah. right. It feels right, yeah. They definitely were big in Morabin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my parents would, would have been fans, but I yeah, I don't I, I don't remember them playing Cold Chisel. What I guess kind of just... music would, would they have been playing? <laughs> what were well, the CDs you remember as a kid getting a workout? All right, well my mum was <laughs> My mum was a big fan of the cranberries. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so she let the, it linger. Yes, uh, but but really eclectic. Actually, she really likes Eminem. 
So we listened to a lot of that, System of a Down. <laughs> um, my dad uh, played a lot of like Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails, Metallica. So I got a lot of well, uh, a lot of that um, passed down as well. Um, You're a big Nine Inch Nails fan. Nin. You're the biggest yeah. Resna head I know, I think. <laughs> Resna head? Yeah. yeah. Res head? As well as yeah, biggest, Res head. Res head. Yeah, Sounds big bad. Res head, big weird Al Yankovic head. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think that came from my, my dad as well. Um, yeah, so a bit of a weird mix. That is a pretty Not, weird it's mix. It's eclectic. Not a lot of like, I'm trying to think of like Australian music that my, my family listened to. Rolf Harris, oh, no. but maybe not anymore. Um, well, no. <laughs> never speak oh, that dear. name again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this was this is the first time I really sort of sat down and listened to Cold Chisel. So excellent. Yeah. Okay. Be interested to hear how you found it then. Yeah. It's an interesting one to come in on as well. It it's, is. It's you know, a lot to take in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a whole thirty-two tracks to yeah. take in. So the the album we're talking about today is Ringside. Um, just off the top, what do you guys think of the album cover art? Um, I think this is the first one I haven't. I don't really like too much. It's I it's sort of cheesy, isn't feel it? Feel like I, you it, could have made it on paint. It's colourful. It is colourful. Colourful. It's got the Southern Cross right there in the middle. It it's looks kind of hidden. like spacey or something, maybe. Yeah, but also kind of like Ken Doan painted it. Oh, he was yeah. like an Australiana painter from the 80s. Yeah. Did you find out who actually did it? No, I couldn't find that out. It's no. weird that this album doesn't have heaps of information available online. No. For a, such a big album, at Huge. least in length, uh, 32 <laughs> tracks. But it was it was a, a relatively successful album as well. It went gold in Australia, hmm. um, charted in the in the top 30. For a, you know, a, what wasn't, it's not their first live album they released. No. Um, I think it's their God, fourth heaps, yeah. maybe live album that they released. So, uh, but it was a bit different. Let me tell you a little bit about um, how it came about. Uh, it was recorded by Steve James at the Horton Pavilion in Sydney uh, on June the 3rd, 4th, 6th and 7th of 2003. And the album was released in November 2003 uh, after being mixed by Rick Will in Sydney. On you, Rick. Well yep. done, Rick. Great mix. Well done, Rick. It is a good mix, actually. It sounds good. Uh, the... Uh, the Sydney Morning Herald wrote about it when the tour was announced or when these shows were announced and the article says, Australian rockers Cold Chisel will come together for only their second time since they disbanded 20 years ago Hmm. for a series of intimate Sydney concerts. The concerts will be held in the round at Sydney's Horton Pavilion in June, allowing the audience an unprecedented 360-degree view of the band. That's where the ringside idea comes from. It's basically playing in a boxing ring style setup. So... Crowd sitting all, all the way around them. Yeah, but in a circle and a rotating stage. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. So, that, I mean, that was one of Frankston's most famous nightclubs had a rotating dance floor. Yeah, really? Did I, it really? I didn't go to any of Frankston's big nightclubs. I never, I think it closed down before my time, but <laughs> it was. What was it? Uh, what was it called? Um, I'm, I'll uh, Google Frankston. Kittens. Uh, ro- no. <laughs> no, I don't think it was a, not, not that kind of dance club. Evan, I'm trying to think of what there was. Frankston rotating, <laughs> rotating dance floor. I can't believe there was a rotating floor. 21st century. Oh, it was I, not. I love that Google knew. It's like mm-hmm. there's an article in the Herald Sun as the first um, hit on. So hang on, it's a Google. rotating stage or rotating dance floor? Rotating dance floor. Yeah, right. And maybe like as mirrored as well. Yeah. Well, I guess that's why it probably doesn't exist anymore. Probably. 
Bit of a gimmick. What if people spill their drinks down the cracks? I got a lot of questions about this. What cracks? Well, you've written the cracks in. I never mention any there cracks. There has to be cracks. <laughs> Perfectly sealed. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, the Sydney Morning Herald article goes on to say, the furthest seat is less than 30 metres from the stage. That's pretty bloody mm. close. Uh, dubbed the Ringside Series, the shows will combine the ambiance of a boxing ring. Ambiance. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? What's the ambiance of a boxing ring? Lots of angry revelers. Uh, drunk. With the special occasion of an historic reunion, the event's publicist said. That does sound like publicist yeah. spin. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got the ambiance of a boxing ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the intimate shows will last two and a half hours, showca- showcasing showcasing old favourites, new songs, rarely performed tracks, and even some solo songs and pieces by uh, other people who have been important to the band. The idea came from the small stage six-song bracket the band performed during its last, last wave of summer tour in 1998 and was partly inspired by Elvis Presley's 1968 comeback TV special staged in a similar setting. Lead singer Jimmy Barnes says the occasion was very special uh, for the band members and audiences. So far, we've done two weeks of casual rehearsals at my place. This is Jimmy. (laughs) And not at my place. um, (laughs) Down in Moorabbin. So far, we've done two weeks of casual rehearsals at my place, and already the band has a swing about it that it didn't have the last time we played together, he said. Mm. He's all over it. He's keen. Unfortunately, our regular reviewer, Adrian Zup has failed. Devastating. To review this album. Um, nothing's I, up this nothing's week. Nothing's up this week. <laughs> nothing's up with Zup. But uh, one of the live shows was reviewed in, uh, once again, in the Sydney Morning Herald back in 2003. I think it was the opening night, actually, uh, June the 2nd, which is interesting because before I said they played the third, fourth, sixth, and seventh. So one of those two things is wrong. Something's wrong here. Well, uh, it's possible they were playing shows before they recorded them. Very good point, Evan. That Thank is you. A good point That's that why I you're here. Not considered. <laughs> the fact checker. <laughs> That's a, you've said a few things that are real obvious after you've said them, and I'll yeah. be like. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, that's, yep, that's that's I wish I hadn't really sense. already committed to <laughs> not understanding this out loud. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to hear a bit of this review before we play some of the yeah, tracks? Yeah, sure. I am so fascinated to hear what you thought of them. Yeah. So, did you say what the track was that you already knew before uh, I cut you off? Uh, Forever Now. Forever Now. Oh, that's yeah. a cracking tune. That's a press switch, mm. isn't it? That is a press switch. Yeah. Ah, he's from Liverpool. The, drum the drummer. Mark. Yeah, the drummer Good. wrote that. Steve Presswich. From where was he? From Liverpool. Oh. Yeah. He was born in Liverpool. Liverpool. And Jimmy was born in Glasgow. Can you say yeah, Glasgow right. with a Glaswegian accent? Um, uh, Billy Connolly, Billy Connolly. How does he sound again? <laughs> Glasgow. Uh, wee jobby. Glasgow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's yeah, that's closer than nothing. <laughs> closer than Liverpool. Is it or is it not? That's, a, that's as good as nothing. Fact, uh, fact check it for us, Evan. <laughs> no, I think it was fine. <laughs> oh, Evan. But I'm not you. an expert. Oh. What? What have we got you in here for? <laughs> Accents and fact checking. <laughs> so the review in the Sydney Morning Herald says it's difficult to know what to what to want what? out. Of, it's difficult <laughs> to know what to want out of a big reunion show. It's diminishing for a band to just jukebox out the hits uh, they had way back then. When? But can a band <laughs> expect an audience of old fans to sit patiently through new songs they have never heard? I always think like I used to think that sometimes like oh play play the hits and I think you're smart too especially at a festival or something. Mm. Oh yeah. Mm. But if you're putting on a show, 
I want to hear the new songs yeah. as well as the old songs. I want a mix of all, all yeah. of them. Festivals are definitely not a good time to debut new music. No, I've I don't. Been at a few no. festivils where you can chuck in play it. fresh stuff, and it's just not. Chuck like, in way a few to drop for sure, thing. but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going heavy on the new stuff no. probably. It's a but it, but it, their own show. That's what I. That's what I want to hear. That's what they're I'm, touring for. I'm there to see that stuff. Yeah, and I hate it when. I've, there's only been a, a handful of times I've been at a concert where someone in the audience has yelled something out like "play something we know." Right. Ooh. Once it was at a festival, uh, and I was there was this this Australian band called Rat Cat were playing. Rat Cat. <laughs> I was I up in Homebake. Um, Black Betty. No, it's Spider Bait. No, the original. Oh, the original. Uh, the original was Lead Belly, but I don't oh. think he was playing at Homebake. <laughs> or you're talking about the. What am I the, thinking of? What did Rat Cat sing that I know? Well, basically, oh, they had two. I think we're alone now. No, I don't know. <laughs> what, I don't know what that is. That's something else again. What is Sam, they you've taken this off the rails. I this is going to be a real quick anecdote. Sorry, please continue. <laughs> oh, don't go now. Yeah, that was, so they pretty don't much had two now. two songs that people of a certain age in Australia would remember. Yeah. Uh, and they're, one of those guys was standing right behind me and yelling, play something we know. They're playing for an hour. Yeah. There's two songs you know. <laughs> they're going to get to those songs. Just yeah. like... And they could have started with one, maybe. Start one side. Start with one, end with one. But he would <laughs> he would have forgotten. This guy was off his chops. And the <laughs> same thing happened at Ian Moss. When I was about to say. A lady kept going, play, play Tucker's Daughter. He was playing. It was the lead single off the album that he was touring mm. from um, for the 30-year anniversary. And she kept going, play Tucker's Daughter. I'm like, he's going to get to it. <laughs> Give him a fucking chance. <laughs> it was wild. Like, it's. Uh, and then after he played that, then they were like yelling out, "Play Bo River." Yeah, he'll finish with Bo River. Yeah. Oh, bro, come on, come on, bro. <laughs> also, it was Ram Jam. I was thinking of Ram Jam. You can see why oh, I got confused right. with Rat Cat and Ram yeah. Jam. Yes, yeah, they did. They had a, they had a big cover of Black Betty. They did. I feel like the sound systems at big like venues aren't good enough to be able to really listen to a new song that I've never heard of. Right, right, like. If they if a band's playing a new song, it's 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 hard to really appreciate it. Yeah, that's true. Mm. But I think unless the sound is good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true too. But I think you still you get it out there, and I I think then in hopefully in hindsight, some people it'll click with them straight away. What I was found really interesting was the Chisels breakup tour, which the album we talked about a few weeks back, Parking Spiders Live, nineteen eighty three. That was recorded before their last album was released so it had songs on it that are big hits now mm. like um flame trees yeah but at that point weren't released right so on that tour <clears throat> um not necessarily that album but on that tour they they played these songs well, here's a new one and they'd introduce we're going to play a few new tracks yeah so listening to it now you're like oh wow so <laughs> these this crowd's hearing this for the first time but these are going to go on to be yeah huge, huge um hits so that's kind of fun but uh, that it doesn't always go that way. <laughs> so yeah, the the uh, reviewer here is saying it's a tricky thing for a band to do a reunion show, knowing exactly what to do. 
Uh, they go on to say, 20 years after their last stand concert at the Sydney Entertainment Centre, which is where the that um, CD I was talking about came from, Cold Chisel demonstrated that the best you can hope for out of a reunion show is that a band redefines its legacy by casting new light on old hits. Love that. It's not that they played the songs any differently. Jimmy Barnes's gravel and sandpaper ball and Ian Moss's silky, soulful counterpoint oh, sound okay. exactly as they did at their peak of their Oz Rock reign. And they left most of the arrangements intact. It's just that seeing the mature members play with the bare bones of guitar, piano, bass and drums revealed a chisel at interesting odds with the image of barroom brawlers they inherited. Mm. Oh, Does that mean they've redefined like themselves as a bit more of a cleaner act than the original? I guess it's hard not to when realities. you're playing in those in, in big venues as well. Yeah. Like the barroom brawler thing. It's it sounds- hard to do that at big at, at a at yeah. uh, theaters and but um, they are in a boxing ring so yeah i, mean, I think watching because you can see a lot of the uh, footage of, the, of these concerts on uh YouTube, youtube and there's a dvd out there uh-uh. um but phil phil's big phil smalls big the phil bass Small. player wearing that uh armless he's got vest. a he's got a <laughs> muscle that shirt that's a, that's a bar and brawler <laughs> who's dressing up for a night out. Big Phil Smalls ready to battle. Uh, for starters, the article goes on, for starters, Barnes's performance has toned down considerably. The vodka swilling and shaggy mullet are long gone. Devo. And he looked like the family man he is. He doesn't look like a family <laughs> man. Come on, Ross. Um, he definitely looks a bit more um, put together than the last. Yeah, that's probably true. You know his backstory better than me. Was this a, during a dry period? I actually can't remember. I have a vague feeling it is, but I'm yeah, I can't I can't say for sure. I'm sorry. Because in the footage I saw, I didn't see him swigging from a vodka bottle. No, <laughs> and he looked pretty. I reckon he talks about ringside being the first time he was performing sober, right? And he was yeah, getting right. like new kicks out of it because his vo- his vocals were reaching new heights that he'd never been able to hit before because huh. he was always too cooked. All oh, right, it's interesting because I, I reckon like the vocal performances on not that all great. the early albums. No, I think it's it's pretty good on this, but mm. I wouldn't say necessarily hitting new heights. I think some of the stuff in the early stuff is amazing. Is I think it's just yeah. his voice is just evolving. I reckon it's very different to when Which, it started. I'm not saying it's necessarily better or worse, but I think yeah, it, yeah it just it's, it's how different. It's evolved. Whereas Mossy's is on a much slower evolution, where it's getting mm. maybe slightly richer, but it's still so smooth, still mapley. Still syrupy. Uh, <laughs> he goes, it's, uh, the reviewer here says uh, that Jimmy looked like the family man he is and his minimal chit-chat was the sort you would have with your neighbour over the back fence. That is something <laughs> that I noticed listening to this was that, you know, the, like the other live albums, there's a little bit of back and forth, but it's like a lot of the um, audience noise is in the background, but this yeah. one seems very like... All yeah. the background noise is cut out and it's just a ah, right. recording. Yeah. Even what between songs when the crowd is going nuts, it's not super loud. Yeah. Right. Like that was one of the first things that I probably, noticed. Does that, I wonder if that's affected by, I mean, obviously how it's mic'd, Evan, would affect that probably, but also the way the audience is set up, spread around the whole Yeah, yeah band. maybe. You're not, they don't, they're not all coming from the same as one unit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Normally you're all, um, the audience is all facing the stage as one unit, mm. bringing an energy at the band, whereas in, in this case it's it's spread all the way around and yeah. I wonder if that affects that. I think it's probably just a deliberate decision to keep it cleaner in the mix to make it feel more clean and tight maybe because yep. a lot of 
I, I don't know. I feel I I expected going into this that it would be you'd hear more of the crowd in the yeah. room. But it it isn't really like that. No. Just the name Ringside also makes it feel like it, it makes me picture a rowdier crowd for some reason. Probably because mm. that you know it's fight the, the old fight language terminology. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the clips we were watching before, it didn't seem like the audience was like nuts. Yeah, there everyone was seated. Yeah, that is yeah that is funny. Which is well, oh, watching just... some of the videos before they leap out up at the start of some songs. Yeah, um, but just yeah, it's odd. He goes through all the. All the band members, or the, mm. the author of this uh, article, which I can't find the name of, um, goes through all of them and says, The deadpan Don Walker sat at a grand piano, in jeans, but still. An animated Moss virtuoso guitar playing was given virtuoso. room to shine, with reggae flavours sneaking in between the smooth, modern electric blues and showy, often dazzling solos. Better reggae. Better reggae? <laughs> Better reggae. He said that. This one of his live albums, he, there was a couple of tracks there. Better reggae. So <laughs> on, so on, then. Rockabilly one hit. <laughs> Rockabilly. Bit of reggae. Bit of reggae. Uh, yeah, I definitely heard those coming through. Yeah. Uh, and the piano, single guitar and saxophone touches highlighted something obvious that's easy to forget. Chisel was always a soul band. That's interesting. Uh, because there is a soul element to it. They're but, always very but, bluesy. But, they're, but yeah, they're hmm. all sorts of stuff, right? They're a pub rock band, which is like all these different elements yeah. mixed in together. Hmm. It definitely felt like a mix. Yeah, they but soul wasn't something that I, I don't know. Maybe they, it had a lot of soul in it. Yeah, yeah. Evan, but Evan, I don't. Let me say it again. It's easy to forget. Chisel was always a soul band. <laughs> yeah, I think you've proven how easy it is to forget. <laughs> so easy. I forgot. Uh, most intriguingly, Cold Chisel's music, even though it became a paragon of Oz rock, a genre not noted for its subtlety or openness to other cultural influences. Well, I think that's the. To me, it's like it's so open to other influences, and that's what it is. It's like a, yeah. a mishmash of, of a lot of different American musical styles and British. Mm. Mm. Um, feels <laughs> like it comes from a time when Australia was a part of Asia instead of the axis of America. What? What, what is this person talking about? <laughs> this, is, this is a very strange. <laughs> Uh, from the 1980s hit album East, I mean, I would have thought we're more and more part of Asia as time moves on, right? It feels like the world's... Yeah. Because, like, for a long time we were this weird sort of outpost of Britain. Mm. And then that, that probably started to change with the American era. We're very influenced culturally by America with yeah, absolutely, and yeah, entertainment and stuff. And then... But I would have thought there's been efforts since before I was born to bring us closer and closer to our, like, geographical neighbours. Because mm. we are, you know, we are basically... So I, you could argue we are part of Asia, right? I mean, we're our own continent, yeah. but basically it's... Basically, we're south, uh, south, east, east Asia. People usually just group us all yeah, together. Yeah, we're all in, all in one, all encompassed. Um, from the 80s hit album East, we heard Rising Sun. There were also Yakuza Girls and the famous Vietnam vet's lament of K-San. I guess that's what he's... Well, they're talking about is that... They do reference other countries in Asia a bit, like Japan. In the because, songs. Yeah. Uh, Yakuza Girl and Rising Sun because um, Barnsley had a bit of a connection to Japan because he went there briefly. Yeah, very. <laughs> and he wore very, that bandana a lot. Yeah, that one right. time on the thing. Oh, no. I used to wear it live a lot, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. K-San was about the Vietnam War. Um, anyway, during Choir Girl, the, verge, uh, the vision of a predominantly white audience wholeheartedly singing, crying like a refugee 
weirdly evoked a time when a refugee was someone in need of sympathy and help rather than someone to fear and lock up. Bloody hell. Well, he's also missed the point of that because the song's about, well, we discussed that on the episode when we did that album, but the song's actually about a woman getting an abortion. Yes. But the uh, refugees were first starting to be mentioned kind of a lot on TV and radio at the time, so people thought that the song was about refugees, but it's not. Yeah, he right. seems to have taken that. Literally, but I guess, yeah. and, and at that time in 2003, as it is still now, Australia has uh, not, you know, it's very divided in how yes. they should be dealing with that. Is that on the album? Uh, is that that song? Which, Choir Girl, did you yeah. say? Yeah. I don't think that's on the album. I don't think that's on didn't... this one. It didn't make it because I guess that there's so many songs I wanted to put on. Yeah. Um, and oh, not yeah. not all the hits could make it, I guess. Because there are I, a lot. And they've also, I mean, it's that's been on other live albums already as well. So mm. there's sort of a mix in that way. So yeah, some of the some of these notes aren't going to be relevant to the recording, unfortunately. Um, even Star Hotel about it, the Newcastle riot and full of mythic importance in the history of Australian rock has Barnes singing of uncontrolled youth in Asia. Like those other great Scots of Australian rock, ACDC, the Glasgow-born Barnes has kept the mind-deadening commercial classic rock stations in business for years. <laughs> Triple M. But in the live... <laughs> I love I love you, Triple M, That's if you're so listening. Good. But we could... If Triple M are, if you are listening, we could just do this show on your station. If yeah, you Mr. Mr. Triple M or Mrs. Triple M. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Listening. and Mrs. Triple M, if you're listening. Uh, but in the live context, Walker's lyrics in Barnes's voice were refreshed and retained a sentimentality for Australian places and lives that didn't feel the need to be jingoistic or chauvinist, despite being blokey. The Horden was configured in, a, in the round with a revolving stage, a generous setup that allowed everyone a good view. It worked well, although the two sets with interval should have been collapsed into one stronger long set losing the dead spots and perhaps the new songs in the second half, <laughs> which we'll talk about soon, but they were my favourite bits wow. in, yeah, in right. the album. Uh, the Encore 2 was a mistake as they came back after leaving an audience ecstatic with Flame Trees and Moss's Bow River to play a mediocre material from their last album. It was a bum Oof. note to another than otherwise interesting, enjoyable night. <laughs> oh, I don't like that review very much. It's, sort of, it sounds like it's, it's a wild review. It was kind of, it was the guy at Ratcat going, play something we know. <laughs> yeah. But I, I understand what he's sort of saying with the leave on a high, maybe. But it's also, this was at the start, like you say, Evan, this was before the, they were recording. So they were probably also testing things out and yeah. figuring out what they wanted to do on the album. Still, I'm glad I read it out for the first time here on the podcast. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, do, you, do you want to start running through some of these tracks? Sure. I'll go through, I'll just start from the beginning and if, if there's any that um, you want to hear in particular, because I don't think we probably should go through all 32, but it, <laughs> it kicks off with a track from their first album, Home and Broken Hearted. There's a crowd, there's a bit of a crowd vibe. Yeah. I but it is. I feel like you didn't hear it again for a while. 
it's not as raucous as in other live recordings of theirs. Hmm. Good sound. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds real good. Um, it's, for the, the rock ones, he really sings right on the edge for a lot of it. Yeah. He's just like pushing his voice to the max. Uh, the, the second track they play is on here is The Things I Love In You, which is the lead single from their most recent album at the time which was Ooh, five years earlier which we yeah, just right. reviewed last week I think this was my favourite song from oh, cool. was it? the album yeah. so this was when they came back together in 98 or released this in 98 after splitting in 83 hmm. uh, yeah I really like this track as well and I've probably only started to really appreciate it very recently. I knew it in, it was in the back of my mind. I knew it as a single, but yeah, now I'm, I'm right into it. Yeah, I like the piano. Um, it just feels like there's a bit more to it to some of their more rocky tracks. Yeah. Skip a few here and let's let's hear a bit of bit of reggae, bit of reggae. Breakfast at Sweethearts. Obviously off their second album, Breakfast at Sweethearts. Uh huh. But yeah, um, let us know if there's anything you want to hear in particular, Ev. This one didn't really grab me all that much. I like the the organs a cool sound. I always like a bit of rock organ. It was about a cafe. This is quite reggae, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's quite reggae. Bit of reggae. Yeah. reggae. They, play, they did, played a lot of different styles, especially earlier on. Kind of the whole way through, I guess. Mm. <laughs> How's that guitar? Mossy is just a goddamn legend. It's <laughs> great. Good. There's a great guitar solo in the previous song as well, Rosaline. Yeah, I guess the, the main ones I would kind of want to play are the ones that we don't hear anywhere else or, or we haven't heard anywhere else yet. But I think... I think play a little bit of Hound Dog from Circus Animals. It's a rocker. How's this riff, Ed? I don't know, this one didn't do much for me either. I'm, t- I'm, I'm begging you to ask for some that you, uh, to do something for you. Oh, okay. Well, I liked Fallen Angel. I think maybe we were talking about before. It's a Don Walker one. That's yeah. This is. That was also off the last album, wasn't it? No, this one hasn't Fallen, been. No, Fallen Angel. No, that was Angel in My Room. Oh shit. Fallen Angel is the first track that Don Walker ever 
sang on an album for. Oh. And it's. And is this one of the ones that wasn't. hadn't been released yeah. yet? Yeah, right. He released it on a solo album uh, later on, a Don no. Walker solo, but. It's it's got the vibe. I really like his vocals. Mm. We talked about his solo work a couple of weeks ago. And this is pretty consistent in with that sort of stuff as well. Yeah, pretty jazzy and stuff. Yeah, I wonder... He's kind of... Mm, must write some songs where he's like, well, this... This is just appropriate for me more than others. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how you make that call when the the band is pretty diverse in its style anyway. Like, yeah. how do you go like, oh, this doesn't really fit when when so much seems to fit under Cold Chisel. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it just, I don't know, it feels like maybe they, maybe it's something he wants to do on his own. Yeah. I could definitely picture Mossy singing this as well. Did he sing any songs on Cold Chisel albums, Don? No, this no. is the first, uh, the first one he ever sang. And only he sang, in. He sang a verse of a cover of "Knocking on Heaven's Door" in the Barking Spiders and you can fly. Um, live album, which was released in '84 after they'd broken up. Oh yeah, and that's that's all you'd heard from him prior. Yeah right. It was a cracking verse though. Cracking verse. It was on that. It wasn't on Swing Shift. I thought it was barking. Oh, oh no, I think you're right. I think you're right actually. Goose. And Shipping Steel was the next one. Is that a big one for them? Yeah. It was. Uh, it, it's like a live favorite. But I, until this one, released. my favorite version of it um, was the album version. But I reckon this was my favorite live version of this. Is it? Because it's probably a bit more faithful to the studio version. Hmm. What do you think of this one? You're right. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't jump out at me. The harmonic is great though. Yeah. Oh, Love the sound of the harmonic. They have some cracking harmonica in here. Yeah. Actually, all through, start to finish. It's always pretty good. So good. I think the, the next track, Last Wave of Summer, uh, was just on the was the title track of the last studio album from '98 uh, called The Last Wave of Summer. Yeah, I really like The Last Wave of Summer. And this this is maybe this almost the standout on the album. I reckon the new tracks and either from the newer studio album tracks and the brand new tracks of this album are probably my highlights. Mm-hmm. This is so good. But the um, I found. Uh, a listener review on Rate Your Music and it's, it's probably a bit more brutal than I'd go with but it's the same sort of vein it's by someone called N.T. Sheriff The Sheriff from, and this was from when the album was released they said the new stuff is great but the old stuff sounds very flat oh wow I wouldn't say very flat but I think the new stuff does sound better I think Barnsley's vocals on their newer songs, but just maybe it's just because it was more fresh and exciting to them at the time. Hmm. 
So we're up to track 11, and I've skipped a few of 32. Yeah. It feels like, the, you know, it's got, it's got room to go, because it kind of like... This song kicks in like two and a half minutes in or something. Yeah. But whereas some of the other songs just like... It's, they're full bore from the start. Yeah. yeah. And I, I... I don't know. I think I like it like it more when there's more sort of level like to it. You like the build? You like a build? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I love the build. Pull it back a bit, and it gives you somewhere to go. I'm the opposite. <laughs> as soon as it, if it starts slow, I'm like... Ugh. Yeah. No patience. No. Zero I have the kids are today. I think generally their slow ones didn't really didn't grab me so much, but there were a few standouts, and this is really great. The next one too, Pretty Little Thing, is great. As also off the '98 album. Yeah, right. So yeah, so I think maybe you're a. In a maybe grant. I should check out that album. <laughs> I kind of, I did it last week where we waited for the drop, but oh, right. maybe we... <laughs> it's, a, it's a long way. It's a couple of minutes in, I think, yeah. yeah. Do um, yourself a favour, check this track out. We'll hear a bit of Pretty Little Thing. Wow, this is a... Wow, yeah, wait, what sort of was that? Messy, yeah. dirty and messy kind of... Sounds like Don's just head-butted the piano. Great harmonica, yeah. Yeah. It's real dirty in this one, yeah. too. I like it. This feels more American to me, is it? Yeah, I think that think so? makes sense. It's, it just feels raw or something. Mm. When we say dirtier, I guess just not that clean. Mm, not Yeah, not like a tight sounding. The normal mossy, clean mm. guitar sound. Or the piano, like this is the... Biggest workout I think the piano gets. Like it just sounds like Don's genuinely just bashing it. Hmm. Even these handful of songs we've played, it shows the diversity of sounds. Though. Yeah, yeah, totally. Merry Go Round, I didn't really think much of. Right, I, lo- I love that. More and more, that's one of my all time favourites of theirs. That is a good song. I think there are better versions of it. Yes, absolutely. But what, that's like a fast rock track, is it? Yeah. I, yeah, right. Yeah, this is Merry Go Round. It's um, it's a banger, but yeah. But we I'm sure a few of these would grow on me as well, especially the slower ones. Might not grab you the first time round, yeah. but you might appreciate it with more listens. But I, yeah, I think that's normally how it goes. You're normally going to be faster into the the quicker, catchy ones. Yeah, if there's a hook in there. Yeah. It is a great version, but it's just a sick song, I reckon. It's a bit of fun. It's rollicking. Sometimes playing it live, they'll bring everyone down. Yeah. I don't know if he does that in this, I can't remember. <laughs> what album was this off? Was this off first or second? Second. Is this forever now? This is forever now. So this is the end of the first Take bracket, and he tells everyone that. This uh, cake, we do two sets. So in a while when we uh, take off, don't take the fuck off on your right? <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have a drink. Don't have <laughs> I love that idea that people didn't realise there was two sets. Yeah. Like, oh, I guess that's it. Yeah, so I wonder I, if people I, were leaving on the I, previous set. I wish, I wish someone had said something. <laughs> 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 so this is the only track you knew. 
Yeah, just when I go to the chorus, I'm like, oh yeah, I know this song. Familiar. It's another sort of reggae, sort of scarish sort of vibe. A little bit of reggae. <laughs> bit of reggae. Bit of reggae. I wouldn't mind playing a little bit of K-San because I don't think it's featured since Swing Shift. It sounds like the Black Books theme. Oh, which also sounds a lot like a Tom Waits track called oh. Jockey Full of Bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much so that it, it must have been directly inspired by. Yeah, I haven't directly compared the two. Slash ripped off. Right. It's, uh, I find it's myself a, like singing along to the guitar, and I don't realize I'm doing it. Yeah, no, I've, I've when I've done a, a couple of little edits on episodes in the past, and heard myself like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> Not even sorry, it's fine. Is it? This is. It wasn't this part though. It was the the chorus. The chorus. It does. There's a bit of a change up. We'll get to that. Oh, it sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm like, got a cough at the moment. Trying to sing over the top of it is just <laughs> fucking awful. Sorry, listeners. Like I've heard this at a wedding or something. I think it might be their hot, one of their highest charting ever singles. Oh right. That's a press switch. Press switch yeah. wrote a couple press of their biggest. Yes. Uh, so then they close out the first disc with K San. You can hear the crowd up there. Doesn't ring a bell. No, um, no, not specifically. But it sounds a bit like like Bruce Springsteen or something, maybe a sort of vibe. Springsteen also referenced K. San in a song. That sort of goes to show. I, I think sometimes I, for, you know, I forget that um, people haven't all lived the same experience as me. You know, what? yeah. Like I think I said in one of the early episodes of this, I'm like, everyone around my age in Australia grew up at least knowing a lot of cold chisel. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that is definitely not necessarily true. No, and that's true for a lot of people, but obviously not everyone. Not everyone. It's kind of a stupid thing to say. <laughs> Did your parents listen to a lot of Triple M? Uh, what would they have listened Mine to? Mine did. I yeah, right. it was pretty much exclusively Triple M. Right. Triple. I think there was sort of flicking through the um at home. It would normally be on the 
on the all the stereo stations, Triple M yep. and, and Fox. My dad always went to Triple J, and my mum would listen to the um, like pop stations. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, like Double T F M, whatever that is now. That's hit, uh, hit Kiss, 101 or Kiss, yeah, Kiss. right. Oh. But yeah, so yeah, I guess that it, your parents do influence you a lot. But the yeah. way it got to me was through mainly through this greatest hits album that Dad bought in the early nineties mm-hmm. or sometime in the nineties, and that just got played a lot. So they were the majority of the songs of theirs I knew were all on that one disc. Yeah. Uh, but then I would have picked it up because I, I started listening to Triple J more, like when I was sort of departing from the pop radio stuff or the mm. video hits on TV or whatever. Yeah. Started listening to Triple M and then I started listening to Triple J, eventually to Triple R. It's like I think it's probably <laughs> a – I imagine that's a pretty well-worn path. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> M, M to J. Uh, yeah, I must sound like absolute gibberish to overseas listeners, <laughs> or even outside of Melbourne. Outside listeners. of yeah, I'm still on Triple J at the moment. Yeah, but I'm, the other thing I, is, I'm still on Triple M. <laughs> I haven't even. <laughs> I've gone to Gold 104 if right. I'm listening to the radio yeah. at all. But yeah, the, I listen to the radio less and less because of Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I do listen to Spotify more than yeah. any oh, radio significant. station. I only listen to the radio if my phone is dead and I can't charge it in the car. <laughs> right. Like, it's very, very rarely that I'll listen to the radio anymore. Yeah, which is interesting. It sort of it takes away a lot of the power of, of those stations of being the tastemakers, even though they yeah. definitely still have it, but um, it's, it's being spread a lot thinner than it used to. Yeah. I don't like... I don't really like um, just listening to my own music over and over again, though. Like I do, I actively seek out new music. Like, and I, and I really like listening to the radio for that. So I don't. When I just get in the car, I will usually just put on the radio, yeah, um, and listen to something like Triple J, because I, you know, there's new music out there. They're yeah, but you might be good. Got a wide range of genres. Yeah, I, I listen to Triple J because you can um, listen to the Triple J hit. Oh, the hit list, I think. The hit it's list got. is it's on, tri- on Spotify. Spotify, and yeah. they just play all their high rotation. They just mm. load them all up onto there. Yeah, I'll oh, jump okay. into that sometimes. But you also are always around the office. You're often listening to your Spotify curated new music list as well. Yeah, the Discover Weekly. Yeah, and I found I found a lot of great music through that. It's oh. it's pretty good. Thanks, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I think the algorithms. You know, sometimes. Even though the algorithms in the end will come for us all. Yeah, uh, they will. At this stage, they sometimes find us a cool song yeah. or two. And the more you listen to it, the more it, tunes in theory, in. the more it will tune into yeah. your taste. Yeah, and the and more it tunes into your taste, the more uh, the closer you get to it taking over your identity. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, the logical path. I think the way it works, I think I've read this somewhere, was that it finds people who – it sort of – so it finds what you listen to, obviously – and then it finds what finds other people who listen to the same sorts of music that you listen to, and uh, then finds what other music they're listening to that you don't uh, listen cool. to. And so it can bring you stuff that way. So in a way, it's almost curated by other listeners. Yeah, it's not necessarily just analyzing tracks and going, "Oh, this one sounds kind of similar to this one." You know what I mean? Like it's, per minute or something. Yeah, yeah it's not doing that. Order. Which I think some of them maybe do. Maybe Pandora did that. Um, I forgot about Pandora. With lots of analyzing. Pandora did a huge amount of analysis. Someone closed Pandora's box. <laughs> oh, wowie. Yeah. I don't know if it were uh, – was that really a big thing in, the, in Australia? I, think I don't it think it was, was but it, people talk about it on American TV sometimes. Yeah. Right. Because licensing was such a big problem and I don't think anyone really cracked that until – I think feel, I feel like Spotify was kind of the big one that was like they have everything yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Like, 
Um, so yeah, I think that 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 method of finding still music still don't have tism. Don't they? Yeah. <laughs> is that the, is that just them putting their foot down? Maybe tism. Like, I I imagine so. Yeah. Um, bloody Kanye and Jay Z's "Watch the Throne" album is now on Spotify because oh, I listened to that yesterday, right. and that was for a long time not. Was on... it a title exclusive? It was one of those. What? What was the? Yeah, title. Yeah, yeah is that? The, yeah. yeah. Uh, Higher then, deaf listening, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But then Beyonce put all of her music on Spotify earlier this year as a bit of a low key right. fuck you to Jay Z. So. <laughs> ah, that is like, so low key that I didn't. I didn't notice it. <laughs> Theoretically, allegedly, I, I allegedly. imagine that it was for my benefit, and <laughs> the message didn't come through. Well, it did. Now it did. Still so, just a bit belated. It's fine. The message received loud and clear, Beyonce. <laughs> So we're we're only halfway through. Do you want to crack into the second half? Yeah. Again, we'll skip. Yeah. I think I prefer, even though the first half probably is more loaded with hits. I think I prefer the second half. It starts pretty slow with a, a cover of an old standard Crimea River. Yeah. What? Because I just read the you know, the first title and think of Justin Timberlake. I oh. can't help it. All oh, right. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first f- five or so tracks on this didn't really... They, they were slower and, and didn't hook me so much. Right. Mm. Well, that's where I'm That's where I'm loving it. You love all this? River, not necessarily. Do you know what it always no. makes me think of, actually? River, not another teen movie. Yes. <laughs> Crammy River, dick face. <laughs> Good reference. You cried the Which film would have been from about this time as well. What a great movie. Yeah, it's like 2001 or something. Maybe that was the inspiration. <laughs> so the other tracks you're talking about have uh, Four Walls, which is a, a ch- chisel classic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, Where's Love Light from? Love Light's brand new to this album. And That's it's another shit. press switch. Uh, yes, and I love it. But let's hear a little bit of Four Walls first. So this is... I do want to hear the start of Saturday Night. Like, oh, yeah. A bit, a bit later on. It's... Yeah, fun hearing that live because that mm. feels like such a studio. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday Night <track>. Live. <laughs> hear the crowd oh, sing along there. Hear the crowd in this one. Oh, yeah. But they are definitely down in the mix from some others. Yeah, I feel like they were so integral to the other two live, like the big live albums that we've covered, because mm. they, you know, were touting themselves as a live band. Yeah, it's just so much more stripped back of it. Love a whistle. <laughs> so, so do chisel crowds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's a banging tune. A very low key banger, obviously. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then Love Light. So Love Light's uh, a press switch tune, which he uh, debut debuts on this album. And when they in their first um, uh, when they were first together for those first ten years, he couldn't play guitar. So he in the time off he learnt guitar and he plays this uh, live at the front. So these first few songs, they all come to the front of the stage. There's no drums involved. And he's like, on some of these tracks, he's using like a little shaker thing. Yeah. Mm. Um, but this one, he gets the acoustic guitar on. I think this is a cool tune. When you say it's, front of the stage, I like, mean they all just sit together and it rotates? Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's that what way? happens. Yeah. I wonder how fast it was There spinning. is no front of this stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a circle. They go to one of the corners. It's so long since I so this is the first time we've heard him sing on a chisel album. Yeah. 
gonna search this place for the reason why you got that love light in your eyes. When the world's a lonely place, it's harder to get by. Oh, but just remember, I won't think Caroline. Do you know who he kind of reminds me of? Chris Cornell. Oh, wow. One of, the, one of the best voices in rock history. Yeah, but just, like, I don't know. I don't know why. He just yeah. gives me just some Chris Cornell vibes. That's a, that's high praise. Don't know if I quite have the versatility. No, definitely not as powerful, that's for sure. But, uh, yeah, there's something about his voice I really love. Um... Then there's another, this one, Ev, When the War Is Over, is a, is a bit of a hit, which Presswich wrote as well, mm-hmm. uh, famously covered by Farnsey on his uh, yes, Full Farnsey. House album, live album. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's Presswich on the shaker. Yeah. Yeah, this one didn't grab me much either. I think this, maybe this is a one that needs re- repeat listens. I so. You into this? I love so. When the War Is Over. I think this is a great song. And she hates slow songs. <laughs> until you've heard them enough. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's the rules of life. <laughs> I should know better by now, but... <laughs> um, let me skip in it a little bit. Cannot wait to be singing along to this. Oh my god. Live, ruining it for those around me. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this together. Which will be, when this comes out, it'll be yes, yesterday or the day before. Two days ago, yeah. I mean, how good was uh, the show two days ago? Oh, the show was excellent. And well, Jimmy was definitely there. We'll tell you all about <laughs> it next week. Next week's episode we'll record after we see it, so. <laughs> I think. I think, yeah. Uh, all right, let's keep moving through. The next one's another new press switch, and with press switch on vocals, for all I want to do. This is a bit fun. Hmm. Many times I've had to call you out across. So now we've heard everyone except Big Phil Small say Yeah, he's the only one who never never said sang lead. So this, yeah, this album has got four different lead vocals. And they're oh. all, and five different they're songwriters. They're all really good singers. What a band. Yeah. You could argue that Barnsley's the third or fourth best singer in the band. <laughs> in some ways. He's also yeah, yeah. the most distinctive and greatest singer of all time. But Probably, yeah. It would be hard to argue that Mossy isn't technically a better singer. Yeah. Um, uh, I liked the Johnny Cash cover. Big River? Oh, yeah. Let's hear about that. So, yeah, this they take it up a notch a bit from here again. Yep. Harmonica's back. Drums are back. <laughs> Love that harmonica. Well, 
How slow is the original? Sorry? How slow is the original? I think this is pretty accurate to the original pace. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I liked Painted Doll. Painted Dolls, I think, I'll, that was one of yeah, my, really my like picks that, off, feel, uh, off 20th album. Century, yeah. Going on, yeah, it sounds great. I wonder what it was like for them singing these songs off that album that they pretty much like fucking hated each other while they were recording it. Like the song, this uh, album 20th Century that this song is off mm. was in the midst of their breakup and they were getting to the point where they wouldn't be in the same room recording songs because yeah, they right. just hated each other. Was this, so was this the album they recorded after they decided they were going to break up? Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, reading that, it just seems so weird to me that you're like, all right, we're done. Now let's record another album <laughs> yeah. and go on tour. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It just seems so weird. Is it because... Because Barnsley needed the money, is that what? I, I guess money would have been part of it. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he said, um, "We all get an even cut, yeah. no matter who writes the songs." Yeah. Or right. I think he said, "No matter who writes the fucking songs." Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I wanted to punch him. <laughs> then and there, he said that a lot <laughs> right. in his book. <laughs> Every paragraph had one time where he goes, "And I wanted to smack him there and then." <laughs> but he only, I think, he only punched one person in the yeah. book, maybe. I think so. Knocked his teeth out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Barnsley. And, okay. and the guy goes, it was before one of his shows, and he <laughs> punched this guy in the face because he was hassling his wife. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And then the guy goes, Barnsley, you've come to your show tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. Ugh, wild story. Uh, here's Saturday night. So this is the... It's a little different. I like the saxophone. Sax is great. The studio version of this song is so sick. Have you got to check yeah. it out? There's a lot of songs that I've preferred the live versions of from Swing Shift and Barking Spiders. But I think... I think this, this these live versions haven't been my favourite so far. Yeah, I... I think maybe apart from the new songs, I reckon I agree. And maybe um, Shipping Steel I really like as well. That yeah. He has no struggles hitting that note, though. <laughs> Who is that? That's Mossy. Yeah. Best guitarist in the world. Yep. Maple syrup, maple, syrup, <laughs> maple syrup vocals and guitar tone.
voice still sounds as good. Yeah. Both from the original recording to this to when we saw him a few weeks ago. Goddamn syrupy. So syrupy. Uh, the next track, Ev, was a was a pretty big track. This is uh, another one I really liked. You album. got nothing I want. Barnsley wrote this one. Album yeah. open up from... from it's a classic Kramer. rock song. Yeah. I think it's a really good live version too. So good, you can. Yeah, I think this is this is a real good live version. Yeah, I'm about mm. it. Um, how many more of these should we do? Do you want to hear some Rising Sun? Another Barnsy? Yeah. Bit of reggae. Bit of reggae. Reggae play. Bit of reggae belly. Yeah, bit of reggae belly. Oh yeah. Play a bit of Bo River just for comparison. Yeah, I like Bo River. It's a good song. Did Flame, Flame Trees the next one? That didn't ring any bells. It's one of their biggest ones. Sarah Blasco did a cover you probably would have heard on Triple J a few years back, no, 10 years back. No, so. I didn't. Pretty high on the oldest 100, I think. Hmm. She's still bugged by it, apparently. People will say, still request it and stuff. They right. say it's their favourite right. song of hers. Like, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote some pretty good songs too. <laughs> that, are, that are actually mine. Press Witch co wrote this one as well. The crowd are on board of this. Yeah. Alright, here's Bow River. So this, this is where we got the name of the show from, Evan. First lyric is oh, listen now. it's this listen song. Now. Yeah. yeah. He's so fun to this song because he knows he can just play with the start. He's just, just toying with the crowd. <laughs> People are going to be like, Who's the cowboy? Yeah, oh, he's coming over the hill. They decided late in the first run. Oh, 
Epic. Good couple of minutes intro there before they really get into it. Classic. Um, yeah, they were saying sort of after, I think after their first American tour, they came back and they said they were going to start playing live in a, a way where they could um, improvise a bit more and just sort of play off each other a bit more. And I think you, mm. could, you could really hear that at the start of that track. It yeah. felt like they were, um, Don and, and Mossy were bouncing back and forth with yeah. each other a little bit. Uh, this next one was the Water Into Wine, which was from, it's not the press switch, so a slower one. Mm. I don't, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of this one, but this was a single that charted to somewhere about four, number 40 in Australia. So this is the encore now, right? Because Bow River closed out the set, I think? Well, I don't, there's no guarantee this is the, oh, right. yeah. the order of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get into this one. This was a tough one. I liked F one eleven. F one eleven's great. Yeah, which I, what's that from? That is from Teenage Love. Oh, I looked right. it up before, which we didn't cut, which we haven't. Um... Yeah, we haven't gone through this. So that was a an album of like demos and um, early tracks that didn't make it on the albums. Right. Which they released whilst they were broken up. Ooh. Yeah, I th- that was sick as well. This is Sounds interesting. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that song's sick. That's a very interesting song. Hmm. Uh, then Sunshine was a cover. I think it was a cover of... Dragon. Of Dragons, yeah. Which is what's one of their biggest hits, Able Sunny Hero. Yeah. And... Rain. We start doing a rehearsal, but it's just good fun to play. Yeah, that. Sorry, I was just listening to Barnsley there as you were talking over him. Sam. Sorry. <laughs> Out of respect for the cowboy. Uh, yeah, that rain was a cracking tune. April Sun in Cuba and Are You, Are you Old, old enough? enough? They're the Bits three us. big hits. Who's playing saxophone for this show? I, don't know, I tried to look up the extra musicians earlier and I couldn't find the list of them. Yeah, not much information. He does actually say at the end of Rosaline, I think he says who's on sax. Ah. Here we go. Double back to that. You just jump to the end of that. It's one that we skipped earlier. And you'll never let it down, will you? You'll never, never let it go. 
Oh, he just hit it. Oh. Andy Bick. So he's in? I think so. Hmm. Disrespectful that talking over the cowboy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think on the albums they had like Wilbur Wilde, I think, played sax ah. for them and cool. Big Willie style. Someone else. Wilbur. Oh. oh, the back of foliage between the sax and mossy. Yeah. Oh, hello, boys. All right, we should we should bring this to a close. The the classic closer. Goodbye, Astro. Goodbye. Does this one do anything for you, Ev? Uh, not especially. Yeah. They do a bit of back and forth in the chorus, okay? It's a great, it's a sort of a. It's a good cover. It's a great, great, uh, great live version. Like, I guess, which is like a cover of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's weird. <laughs> um,. <laughs> And that's so what a perfect song to be able to have in your up your sleeve to close out shows. A yeah. song that says goodbye a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, there's a bonus sort of secret track at the end, which is all I want to do the press switch, the new press switch song with a Jimmy Barnes vocal. Which we don't need to listen to much. It's, it's, it's as you would expect. It was. <laughs> The song we heard before, only with Barnsley. <laughs> many times I have tried to call you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what an epic <laughs> double album. Thirty-two yeah. tracks. Big Huge. album. Yeah, and I, I probably ended up playing a good chunk of them, but um, <laughs> I think uh, it's not my favorite of their live ones, but. There no. are mainly because, yeah, I reckon a lot of those songs have already recorded really well live. Yeah, mm. I think that's. But I then think like take the them out versions of the. But I reckon you take them out. There's a lot of a lot of great versions on there. I think that merry-go-round still came up awesome. It's the K-San version's song. awesome. Yeah, they. Four I think walls. they did K-San really. When the war is over is real great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the more I go through it, the more. I'm like, oh yeah, wow. Actually, F111, so cool to have that as a, a live version. Yeah. And I did listen to Teenage Love a couple of times, but yeah, we um we haven't as decided yet to decided to do it because end. yeah, we uh just wanted to get through to uh the post breakup stuff. Mm. Um 
Yeah, what what uh, what did you think of the album overall, Sam? Um, it was interesting. I think because I've held the other two live albums, Swing Shift and Barking Spiders, in such high regard that it was it didn't quite meet my expectations. Yeah. But then I'm kind of trying to remember where they were in terms of their careers, but also as like adults in society now. Like they're totally. not just you know mid to late twenty kids that were just like getting loose every night. They were parents and married and you know life was a bit more serious nowadays mm. i think um, it, it's also uh i mean imagine going to that show i yeah. i'd be so stoked to to go and see that show yeah it would have been That's amazing pretty cool. so you know i i think it i still think it's a really great live album it's just yeah. it gets harder with it if it was their only live album i'd be like how sick is this yeah <laughs> but they've just uh they've just released so many good live albums already um, so I'm going to give it a three on the on the a cold three? coldometer. Oh, so you still rated it pretty chilly. Yeah, I still it's very chilly. I find all this stuff very chilly. I think the warmest I've rated something was four degrees. That is correct. <laughs> the and system, Evan, is the colder it is, the better it is. Oh, okay. It's like uh, it's the rules of golf and ice. The okay. lower, yeah. the better. <laughs> all right. Uh, I will also give it a three. I think. Three. Because it was good. It wasn't great, but it was. It was good. I, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan, but yeah, I, like I say, I'm trying to keep things interesting by um, having some vaguely negative things to say. But <laughs> I'm basically loving everything I'm listening to. Uh, Evan, you don't have to give a score, but what what did you think compared to other live albums? Was it has Trent Reznor done any live albums? Yeah, yeah, um, and they do a really good job of them. Because um, he's pretty pedantic about the sound of things. Yeah. Um, even though seeing them live, they're um, oh, they play arenas and stuff, and the live. I've I've never been super happy with the live sound. Yeah. Of Nine Inch Nails or other shows, really, like it, it just doesn't seem as good. But live recordings are great, and the this is a really great live album. Like it's it's really well mixed, and it seems like a quite a good introduction to Cold Chisel. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's sort of right across the breadth of their career. Yeah, to yeah. that point. There's a yeah. There's a lot of great songs. Like I think there's tracks from every album. Yeah, that feels right, including the uh, the, the teenage love. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, there's like nine songs that I've gone like that's a great song, and I'm gonna hunt down the album version and. Yeah. Did, did it change what Cold Chisel was in your mind at all, or did you? It sounds like you hardly even had a picture of what Cold Chisel was. Before. No, I had really had no idea at all. I listened to the first episode of this podcast. I'm like, oh, Jimmy Barnes is the lead singer. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so you know Jimmy Barnes yeah, more than you know Culture. Yeah, yeah, of. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Do you know any Barnesy solo stuff? Uh, he's got that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Working class. Working man. class man. Yeah. And uh, yep, I know that one. Uh, <laughs> We've put you on the spot. There's here. probably others. <laughs> yeah. Well, there possibly isn't. You'd never heard K Sand before, so. <laughs> well. Um, all bets are off, I reckon. Yep. We normally pick Evan as well. We're putting together an alternative greatest hits on the live one. I think we normally just pick one track, don't we? Yeah, and it can be. I think we decided it can be whatever. Yeah, I think I th- so. I we think, think we decided it's kind of boring to pick a a big hit, but yeah. um, so I'm gonna go uh, with the last wave of summer. I basically I'd already decided that last week. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do remember you saying actually that you were gonna save it. Um, so that's just a cracking tune, but. There's so many, yeah. F one eleven. Uh, I mean, there's a heap on here. The I really love light. Yeah, I just think that it's was. A, it's real chilled out. 
uh, it's almost like it. Yeah, remember in the nineties there was like a lot of MTV Unplugged concerts. It's got yeah. that kind of vibe about it. Yep. Like I think Eric Clapton did one, Nirvana did one. I uh, am torn on this between the cover of Goodbye Astrid Goodbye because I think that was a cracking version. You, why are you calling it a cover? Oh yeah. <laughs> version, <laughs> version. <laughs> you're, um, you're tripping me out. I'm like, what? hang on a second, am I losing my mind? Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm losing my mind. Shit. Um, but I really liked all I want to do with Steve singing it, just because I thought it was, I thought it was a good song. But I thought, like, because it was Steve as well, it was yeah. really nice. I know, yeah, there is something about that as well, and especially I think I only really learned of his passing not long before. Um, Listening, I listened to this album first time a few months ago. Yeah, and that's when I'm like, oh, we've got to do this one because it is the first album that has four of the five members singing lead vocals. Yeah, because uh, otherwise, I, I almost would have thought, oh, we've done a couple of live albums. We don't need to go through all the live albums, but I think it was still a very important one to um, go through. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, I think that's a great great it? choice. Yeah. Uh, well, that means there's nothing left to do apart from open the old letter bag to Alan. Yeah, we've got a few again this week, which is always fun. Um, we've got one from Jacob Lane. Uh, G'day, Sam and Matt. I'm really enjoying the pod, and as an Australian, I'm ashamed to admit the only Chisel song I knew was K-San, <laughs> uh, and the only Barnsley song I knew was Working Class Man. Uh, so I'd like to thank you for introducing me to the rest of their discography. I bloody love it. Cheers, Jacob. Uh, he also let us know, um, if you're interested in the website Wikipedia, which is, don't know if you've heard of it, <laughs> Uh, Evan, it's this website that we found. It's yes. a great resource. Yeah, I'm uh, familiar with familiar it. Familiar with w- <laughs> yeah. Wikipedia. Uh, he's also suggested that we check out another website called Google.com. Oh, okay. Uh, he said it's like an online resource type of thing. I so love an uh, online resource. We will uh, <laughs> Perfect. check that bad boy out. Thanks for the tip, Jacob. That could come in handy. Uh, who else have we got here? We have got uh, Amy Miles. Uh, hey guys, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I am a Novocastrian from Newcastle, New South Wales. <laughs> I'm a Novocastrian from Newcastle. Is that what she said? Yeah. Because that's just saying the same thing twice. Is that like... Oh. She's talking to us I... like we're idiots. I know what Novocastrian means. I've never heard I of that before. I definitely knew what it was until before I read this email <laughs> the other day. But I think it is one of those weird ones where they change a lot of the word. Yeah. But I guess yeah, right. Newcastle like and, Glasgow, or something doesn't sound right. Glaswegian. Yeah, but that's still got Glas. This is going from New to Nova. Yeah, I don't get that. Castrian mm. Castle, that makes sense. What about New Newcastrian? Nova Castle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What if you say Newcastle? Maybe. Could you take this to your mayor? <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Miles. Um, Thanks, Miles. I'm a... Milesy. Uh, so I should totally be the target audience for a podcast about cold chisel, but I've been living in Edinburgh, Scotland for the last 12 years, so my chiselness has been depleted. Oh, no. Um, as well as your vitamin D, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got? I've never, I was never a super fan, but growing up in Newcastle in the eighties, nineties, I have just had chisel osmosis. Um, Makes I never sense. thought about yeah, their I think history. That's what a lot of people were. Not Evan, but I think that's <laughs> what a lot of people had was chisel osmosis. Chisel osmosis. Um, the Aussieosmosis. The Aussieosmosis. <laughs> There was a nightclub in Newcastle, not sure if it's still there, where the last, where every night the last song, The Lights On, Time To Go, Drunken Sing Along, was K-San. Oh, K-San. wow. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, 
That's you cool. are sneaking up on primates is my favorite Matt Stewart podcast. <laughs> but I think getting fruity with Matt and the boys was one of my favorite things that happened wow. this year. That was fun. Evan, yeah. Evan's uh, one of the boys from uh, getting from, fruity from with Matt the and the boys. boys. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> she also said that she has never heard of the screaming cowboy song or meme. Oh, wait. So what? thanks. Oh, for here, that. here it comes oh. over there. Jimmy, Jimmy, are you there? I think here is that. Is he coming? There he is. I can see him. <laughs> Jimmy, anything to say? <laughs> anything else? I hadn't heard of this either until I listened to this podcast. All right, right. We okay. We get your point, Jimmy. Thank you so much for checking. You seemed in upset again. about that, actually. <laughs> we've got a few. Um, <laughs> we've got a few proper cold chisel fans who've listened in, and, and I think at least one of them does not like uh, any of our our running jokes. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but asked a few times on Twitter to please stop playing it. Um, it's like oh, oh, this is not a podcast for you, even though it is sort of because it's about <laughs> cold chisel. But so far, we have not taken that advice. On. Sorry. But um, it's fun. It is fun. I love it. <laughs> Not I'm for you. Sorry. You've said so in no, <laughs> Sir, but no, and no uncertain terms. But we've got to keep it fun for me and Sam as well as you. Yeah, I think it's a bang. Sir? Clip. I'm still not sick of it. Um, we got a few more letters. Uh, one is from Elliot, who is from the UK. Uh, one of his best friends, Luke, is a Cold Chisel slash Jimmy Barnes obsessive fan. Nice. Uh, he's also a fan of vigorous debate, apparently. So Elliot is asking us uh, if we could perhaps suggest some controversial conversation starters on the topic of chisel slash barns slash oh. associated projects that he can throw at him. Basically, uh, he is after a boneheaded take on something to get his mate's blood okay. riled well, up. Well, depending on what kind of uh, chisel fan he is, but if he is one that... Um... Uh, uh, takes the word of chisel to heart. He'll, mm. he'll love this because if you, you call it boneheaded, but it's also my genuine opinion. Mm. Breakfast at Sweethearts is a great chisel album. Oof. Depending on, because <laughs> I know because chisel themselves don't really like the recording of that, uh. and I'm, I'd say that it holds up pretty well against live recordings of those my, songs. My, Jeez, I can feel his blood boiling <laughs> already. <laughs> Uh, my uh, take would be that 20th Century is their best album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't think that's going to get heaps of takers, but no. yeah. No. Yeah, try those on for yeah. size. And uh, let us but know I, how you go. If you get into a fist fight, please. It's, post it. It sounds almost like Boneheaded uh, could just be subbed out for Matt Stewart. Yep. Yeah. To d- it's yep. Matt Stewart. I wasn't going to say it, but you've put it. Because I there. also think 20th Century is a, r- a really great album. It's even though again the band, so <laughs> you the like band all of them. Like them. I do like all of them. It sort of waters down my opinion a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it does. Elliot's also asked for a shout out to London's number one Jimmy Barnes cat Kirby. Ah, uh, shout out to Kirby. On you, Kirby. <laughs> well, if you want a uh, more more literal shout out, I can do that for you as well. Oh, what kind of uh, <laughs> shout out do you have for us? This then, one's uh, for Kirby. This is for you, Kirby. (laughs) Also for Kirby. (laughs) Amazing. I genuinely still love that. Me too. I know. (laughs) Can't help it. Um, We've got Edward B. Uh, 
Hi, Sam and Matt. I was so excited when I first heard Matt was going to do a new pod around Cold Chisel. And it's shit. No, just joking. It, says, <laughs> it has matched up so to expectations amazingly. Um, learning the history behind the songs and putting the albums into context is great. Is a great educational listening experience. Uh, just wanted to say you're doing a spectacular job. Oh, and you thanks, really Edward. need to review Jimmy's two most recent albums, My Criminal Record and... Uh, the, he really wants us to review the Ock Iger, the, the GNU, oh, with the Wiggles. The Wiggles, Jimmy Barnes He said, album. as a teacher, what? it is a great children's record and well-deserved its aria. He's also attached some pictures of when he's met, met both you and Jimmy Barnes, oh. both as a young bloke. Oh, you Edward like... from Canberra. Yes. What a lovely man. Oh, <laughs> that makes He's a big Wiggles fan. I know that about him. Big Wiggles fan. And Cockroaches. He loves the all the work of the... Oh, uh, what was their song? Um, it's the, uh, An- he loves Anthony's other band. He loves loves all those guys. All the OGs? Yeah. I think he's a big OG. Probably a big New G fan as well. New G? New Gangsters? Yeah, I guess so. Last last letter in the letter bag for today is from Paul Mellor. Mellor? Mellor? Uh, recently got into the Listen Now pod via Do Go On, Matt's other podcast, <laughs> one of, uh, and up to episode five, so a little behind. I wanted to thank you both for introducing me to Cold Chisel. I'd never heard of them, so not sure how sexful, successful they've been in the UK. They've been pretty sexful. I'll it's tell you that, sexful. though. <laughs> last week he, oh, last week I dove straight into East thinking I would start with a very cold chisel. Hey. Uh, and as you say on the pod, it is full of absolute... Bangers, in quotation marks. 100%. Uh, I've had this one belting out in the car, and even my nine-year-old daughter seems to like them. Yes, nine-year-old daughter, get into the chiz. Evan, uh, banger's a term we've come up to describe a, a real good song. A real good song. Right, right. It's a banger. No, I did write that about the things I love in you. You call that a banger? banger? Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> um, there is clearly a rich vein of good music to listen to here, and thanks to streaming services, it is easily accessible. I'll be listening along for the ride from here on in, looking forward to discovering more great music, and we'll be recommending the pod and cold chisel to friends and family. All the best for 2020. Oh, cheers, Paul. On and your Paul's Paul. nine-year-old daughter. On your nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> there are bloody legends. Bloody. <laughs> bloody legends. legends. Well done, you guys. You two. Not you two. You both. You, you, yeah. Don't want to bring Bono into this, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, they were all what lovely letters, apart yeah. from that one in the middle that said we were shit. Um, <laughs> but that was a fake out, wasn't it? That was it? a fake out. Yeah, and you got Psych. me. Psych. That's the only bit I'm going to really think about tonight <laughs> as I try to get to sleep, staring at the ceiling. Why did they hate us so much? <laughs> Why? We're just trying to do a free podcast. <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah. that, so that closes up the mailbag for another week. It does. Any final thoughts from you, Ev? Um, no, I really like Cold Chisel. I'm going to check them out more. Excellent. Love that. That's, hey. that's what we'd hoped from the podcast is yeah. that people would... We're evangelical chisel types <laughs> now, yeah. going around spreading the good word. Yes. The good um, word if people did enjoy your dulcet tones and maybe also enjoy comedy and or video games, where can they find your uh, your regular show? Uh, yes. <laughs> your regular show. <laughs> You're okay. Oh, I'd say I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm not okay. Um, I do Gamey Gamey Game, which is on uh, on YouTube and at gameygame.com. That's right, yeah, on the stupid old channel. Yes. Gamygame.com. And I'm also on Primates. Ah, uh, yes. You're my second banana. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear about Primates in popular culture, you can go over to Primates and or just follow us at Primates Pod. Like this podcast is Listen Now Pod. We probably don't plug that enough. Follow no, the social media. Not. Sam will start 
doing it again now. Yeah, fallen off the bandwagon. Sorry for everyone who follows us on all of the socials. <laughs> I've been a shit bloke. People have been furious, <laughs> I imagine, just quietly. I imagine. They haven't said it out loud to me, but I imagine <laughs> they, they've, they've probably... not been able to find the socials to comment They're on like, it because I've not plugged it enough. Sam have Christmas week off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this isn't about a time for family. It's a time for posting <laughs> gifts. Anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for joining us again. Next week, we'll be moving on to the the next studio album from The Chiz. The uh, Chiz. Until then. Goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.